It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on Saturday, October the 22nd, 2022. I'm Warren Carr alongside with my co-hosts, John Dyer from Virginia, Doug Cameron from Canada, Fee Dan from London, Austin Pinto from Mumbai, and we're honored to have the developer of WaveOut, Hugo Fatada from Austria. He will be talking with us today about the new app called WaveOut, and we're waving out to you guys. It is kind of cold here in my area today. Can't believe we dipped down to 28 degrees, but uh, winter is coming slowly, and it's one of those things we need to get used to. John, what's up in your area, my man? Are you guys kind of getting a little bit cooler as well? We did get down into the high 30s earlier this week, but now we're back up to the high 60s again, so... Um, it's kind of fluctuating around here, but haven't been up to anything new. Just same old, same old. But I've been using my Pixel 7 for a week now. So that's been something different. Wonderful. Fidan, what's going on, girl? Um, well, it's cooling down here, but not as much as it is for you. So we haven't reached freezing yet. And during the daytime, we've had temperatures like 17 and 18 certainly in london it's always a little bit hotter in london than a lot of other places um we're due thunderstorms tomorrow apparently so uh we'll see if that happens and that could be quite dramatic um so yeah um so it's definitely very autumnal lots of leaves on the ground when you go outside walking anywhere near trees um, and on the 5th of November, we've got bonfire night coming up. We've got Halloween before that. So all the autumn things going on. Austin, how about you? Are you guys kind of cooling down as well or kind of heating up? Actually, this uh, October is the agricultural month. It's the harvest month. So all the crops and all, they dry up and they're ready for reaping. So it does tend to get a little hot. It's about 32, 34 degrees Celsius here. And before we continue, it's also Diwali time in India. So Diwali is like the festival of light and firecrackers. And also you will hear some firecracker in the background. So for all those who celebrate Diwali, a very happy and prosperous Diwali. So that is what is going on in India. Oh, we, we might have some fireworks as well then because, uh, you know, London is very, lots of different cultures and um, I think there are some Indian people and sometimes they they do set off fireworks. So what, what's the actual date of, of Diwali, Austin? The actual date is Monday, but people have started setting off firecrackers today. Not much, Already. but there are in background. Yeah, because isn't it a few days long, the festival, or is it just one it is Monday to Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Ah, so we'll probably start to have some fireworks around here soon. 
which I mean, I quite like fireworks, but I know a lot of people's pets aren't so keen. So, um, yeah. So does that mean you guys are off for the week, Austin? Are you no work? We are Is off. What for, that means? We are off for about half day today, tomorrow and Monday. Then Tuesday I have work, and Wednesday I've taken an off. Good, good. Doug Cameron, what's going on in Canada, man? Not too much. We're actually getting cold, so I'm not super thrilled. It's been pretty chill, though. We did a reuniting of a kitty with its parents yesterday, so, I mean, that was a positive. <laughs> Were they able to recognize <laughs> Were they able to recognize each other? That's really interesting. I've never heard of a cat reunion. You know, it's well, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> there's there's a lot of background to it. We're not we're not completely a hundred percent sure that it was a positive reuniting, but we did what we're legally obligated to do. So because <laughs> <laughs> i can see a lot of fighting because my cat there's a neighbor next door and their cat and ours kind of tend to be you know uh fighting each other and last night so it's been raining all day yesterday <laughs> here's this cat fighting out there in the rain <laughs> absolutely hilarious but uh <laughs> i've never heard of a cat reunion i think that's a beautiful thing it, yeah, we had the cat for about five days. It spent, we figure, close to two weeks hiding out in our wood pile. So we were able to trap it and get it into animal care and control. And yeah, so they were able to scan it for a chip. The vet clinic we took to, they had nothing. So yeah, unfortunately, we kind of had to prolong the cat going back home, but at least now it's back home. The people's kids are happy. That's really all that matters. Wonderful. Now, coming up, we have announcements. Austin's going to catch us up on announcements. Then, of course, we'll be talking with Mr. Furtada, and we have Miriam CSR coming up thereafter, and we close today's show with the tip of the week. Let's now turn on to announcements. Austin, we got anything going? We have two announcements this week. The one, the first announcement is we have crossed a small milestone on YouTube channel with 750 subscribers. The second milestone is the second uh, announcement is as we are nearing the 100th episode. If you want to join us and party with us online for the 100th episode, you'll have to send in your email ID at Contact us at blindandroidusers.com. So send us an email and we will send you the link to join us on November 5th, 2022 at 9 a.m. Pacific. Is that right, Warren? At 9 a.m. Pacific is that time. And so kind of help us translate that into your time zone, wherever you're coming from. But that would be at 9 a.m. Pacific. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys because I tell you what, you guys have made this happen and it's always been a joy just celebrating with you guys. And it's such a wonderful time when we get together and we're looking forward to seeing you guys. So mark that down on your calendars. We'll be having that party on November the 5th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And the clocks are changing. 
for some countries before others. So just be aware that the US clocks will not have changed until the next day after the party. So it may be an hour before you think. So do check. Thank you, Fee, because some of you guys, I think those of you in uh, the UK will be, or it's just, is that just UK or is that also France? I don't know. But uh, you guys in the UK for sure will be changing yes. next week uh, back to That's regular right. time. So that for you guys, um, but still, you know, it will be a little bit different if you guys just convert that into your time because 9 a.m. our time will still be the 9 a.m. And so you guys have to help us convert that into your time zones and see uh, what time it will be locally at your ends. Yeah, so in the UK, instead of being 5 p.m. like it normally would be, it'll be 4 p.m. Exactly. I, I don't know about Europe, but yeah, just be aware that it could be an issue. Otherwise, you might be an hour late. And that will be it for announcements. I now want to welcome our friend Hugo Futada. And Hugo, how is it there in Austria? You know, originally, though, you're from Portugal, and now you're in Austria, and you decided to do a wonderful thing for the blind and introduce an app called the Wave Out. First, though, tell us a little bit about yourself, how it is in Austria there. Are you guys getting cold or... Uh, you're going into the Alps. So are the Alps in Australia? I'm in Australia. <laughs> Austria, where are the Alps mountains located? I, I don't know too much about my European geography. Uh, yeah, no, you're just about right. I mean, we do have the Alps here. Not not really in Vienna. I'm in Vienna now. So the Alps, let's say, are ending, almost ending in Vienna. It's like they're really getting smaller and smaller until the west of Vienna. We're getting, actually, we have wonderful weather for what we typically have. It's like today is raining, but the whole week was super sunny and between 15 and 20 degrees Celsius. So that was great. That was great. So for a Portuguese, still not too much, but still <laughs> quite quite nice. It was a nice week. Great. We had that too. We had a lovely week until, well, yesterday, today. Mm, last couple of days it started raining, but before that we had lots of sunshine as well. Yeah, really great. And so, Mr. Furtado, let's now talk about WaveOut. That's W-A-V-E-O-U-T. How did you come across the name WaveOut? Or what led you mm -hmm. to choosing this WaveOut? And first of all, though, go ahead and talk to us about WaveOut, what it is. Uh, what is WaveOut? Someone may be wondering what in the world is WaveOut. And then you can tell us, as to how you come about the name WaveOut. Okay, okay. So WaveOut is an uh, is a navigation app. Uh, just let's just say like normal map app, but with a very special thing. It guides you uh, anywhere you want to go just using sound, and by that I mean not with audio instructions, but we use spatial audio. So we use really audio augmented reality to create a sound that seems to come from the place you need to go to. So all you are going to hear uh, is a sound somewhere, and you understand the direction of that sound, and you need and you can just follow it to get to your destination. So what we do, we create, we take uh, a path 
that's created in the navigation, like any normal navigation, you type a destination, there's a path. We convert that path into waypoints that are connected to the world. Um, and then you hear these waypoints, you hear one by one and you follow them. So that's more or less the basic concept to be guided, always having a sound to guide you where you have to go. No voice, it's just a small drumming. Um, about the name, uh, so actually the name came from the name of the company. The company is called Dream Waves. Uh, the name Dream Waves was, uh, it was not easy to find, <laughs> like any name, I guess, I don't know. But the idea is because it was going to be um, an augmented reality, so something that does not exist in the real world, that we are embedding in the real world. So the, the, the word dream comes from that. It's like some some content that does not really exist. And waves because of the sound waves. So the idea would be a connection really with the audio augmented reality. And wave out, uh, we wanted to have a product name that's not the company name because we want at some point we wanted to get into the indoor navigation too. That was actually our initial idea was indoor navigation. So the idea would be to have a wave out for outdoor navigation, a wave in for indoor navigation and so on. So that's it more or less. And how does it work in terms of navigation in the, well, when I'm walking around, especially if it's busy, I tend not to want to wear two headphones. Sometimes I'll have one Yeah. Um, because then I can't hear what's going on around me. So sure. what would your suggestion be for that to be able to hear this sort of yeah. targeted audio? Because obviously you need stereo yes. uh, headsets of some kind to hear that stuff. So how, what would you, what do people do? How does that work? Yeah, we, we we recommend or what we also see people doing is to use open headphones. So there are a bunch of models out there. I mean, an example are bone conducting headphones. So headphones that do not block your ears because of course you wouldn't want to use the two. You do need the two to get the spatial audio. So spatial audio is even beyond stereo. It really creates, it, you can hear sounds on top of you or, or you know to the side with height too, but you need you should use, of course, headphones that leave your ears unblocked so you can hear uh, the world around you. There are a bunch of models out there. I don't know, from Bose, from Sony, have as a new a new interesting model. They are the, the bone conducting. And there are more and more coming, which I feel is very, very interesting development, especially for, for, for blind and visually impaired people. Are there other ones apart from the bone conduction ones? Because I've tried, well, I tried one brand of them. And they just gave me a big, massive headache in the end, just because they squashed my head. I didn't like it. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, maybe that's very personal. I also don't like them, to be very honest. I I, I tried a couple of uh, models, and I I also don't like them. I also feel my face vibrate. I don't really like that. It's weird, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know people that have no problem. I I don't like them too much. Uh, they are the bows. Uh, the bows. Uh, uh, both frames. They are sunglasses, actually. Oh, but so they, they are... don't squash your head so much. No, no, no. It just feels like normal glasses, and yeah. and 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 the sound quality is really is pretty good. And you can use it for, with the app. We normally do testing with these because they are very very easy to put on. And they're really just like glasses. There's also a company here in Austria called uh, Fauna that has glasses too. Uh, there is Sony had a, a model before called uh in ear no how is it what in ear duo something like that the name was a little bit weird so they they were in ear uh or earphones 
but they were a ring. So basically you put it inside of your ear, but it's the sound was still coming from the outside. And now they have uh, link buds, which are, it's the new model from Sony, which is also pretty, pretty interesting. Again, you put it inside of your ear, but it's a ring. So you keep hearing everything from the outside. So and it doesn't block everything. No, yeah. no, it doesn't block. And that, that's, I, I used to wear these things when I was on video calls because it's, it's much more natural to call without your ears blocked also. So. And most yeah. earbuds these days do have, um, even if they're completely like noise canceling, they do have an ambient mode or a pass-through mode. Mm -hmm. I know the AirPods have, a, some people say that has the best ambient mode. Like you, it really sounds like nothing's in your ears when you have that turned on. So that's also an option if you have like a higher end pair of earbuds or even um, headphones like the um, uh, Air, AirPods Max or like the XM fours i wouldn't recommend like the xm fours as the pass-through mode on that but a lot of earbuds do have a really decent pass-through mode that you can still hear what's going on around you yeah but i have, I have a... the xm3s and the the um with the xm3s um the pass-through mode is is sort of in mono you don't hear whether something's on your left or on your right or something which would not be good for navigation because you need to hear where the traffic's coming from and things like yeah. that um yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe that's the where... apple ones are better but um yeah i wouldn't recommend it... the sony ones yeah i think the best bet is to like get the sony link buds not the link buds s but the original link buds with the ones he mentioned with the hole in them or like yeah. the galaxy buds live or even the original airpods like they are kind of an open design so there are a lot of different options if you still want to be able to hear what's going on around you i have a question about the audio so it's better with spatial audio but it's not a requirement is that you could use this with any stereo headphones well the, the 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 you can use any headphones to implement the the spatial audio the spatial audio is a software technique so any any headphone okay. model will work yeah that's okay that's, cool so it doesn't it's not a specific feature that a headset has no, to support no no what what you see now coming up and and, and headphone manufacturers talk about how their headphones are spatial audio enabled it would be more connected as far as i see with the headphones having sensors and when you move your head then you can like keep track of where your head is looking at and it makes the spatial audio more realistic but as far as it goes to implement the spatial audio uh, for you to hear you can use any headphone model out there it's just a technique to convert the mono sound into a sound coming from somewhere in space uh given your 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 relative position to your head so Okay, awesome. Let's talk about some of its uh, requirements, uh, Hugo. Would that be uh, something that one has to have a certain version of Android? What's the requirement? Yeah, the requirement is to have an Android phone that is compatible with uh, AR Core. So AR Core is a library to implement augmented reality. So it's basically uh, to to help uh you have a, a, a know where the phone is uh or how the phone is moving in a very very precise way and it, this this is one of the requirements that 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 the phone needs to have there is a list of models uh, on 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 a google developer website um and even so not all of the phones really work not all of the phones on that list work this is our our experience and i mean we had some interaction also with you guys and with other people 
So it's not uh, there is not a definite list that that works. Most of the newer models work, but the basic requirement is to be compatible with this Google library. It's a library that comes from from Google AR Core. But if somebody said to to you as a rough guide, what version at least of Android must I have? What would you say? It's not really connected with the Android version. I mean, I, it, it, it's really more the phone model. It's connected with, I guess, the hardware. This is a Google decision, actually, which, oh. which, which, yeah, it's not connected with us. So we use the AR Core library to implement our localization algorithms. This will change in the future, by the way, because right now this AR Core library is connected with the phone's camera and the phone camera is always on. What we are working right now, and maybe we'll go into more detail in, in, in later on, uh, but we are working right now on keeping your phone in your pocket, and then we will not be dependent on the AR core library. So actually, that restriction in terms of phones will disappear. Ah, because I was just going to ask you about that whole camera thing, because mm -hmm. I don't want to walk around holding my phone and basically shouting, steal me, steal me. <laughs> sure, yes. Um. I don't want to do that. I want my phone in my pocket. If I can't, for me, if I can't put my phone in my pocket, a navigation app isn't much use. Yeah. Because especially when you're blind, you can't see if someone's looking at your phone and wants to come and take it out of your hand and steal it from you. Um, that's quite a consideration, I think, that's quite important. Because... Of course, a lot of us will have a cane or a guide dog in the other hand. And that'll also mean we can't carry anything because our hands aren't free because we've got a phone in one hand and a, and a cane or, you know, whichever mobility aid type we use, then it's in the other hand. Um, I, yeah, I hope, I hope that you get the pocket technology soon because that's the moment I would actually try the app. Until then, I wouldn't because my phone is too valuable to me. I don't want that to be stolen. I live in London, you know. People, <laughs> sure. people are, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good people about, but there are some bad people about. And, you know. I hear you. Yeah. Too much of a temptation for some yeah. people. I, yeah, definitely. I, I, I know what you mean. And, and coming from Lisbon, as you said, I mean, most people are good people. But uh, you need to be careful. It's this, there, there's some criminality you need to be careful and you don't want to have your phone out like that. In Vienna, it's not like this, fortunately. And then it is possible for people to go with uh, lanyard and have the phone hanging, still have their hands free and go around. But it was more like, we, we always knew that this is not the best way, but it was the possible way. But fortunately, we we could develop to the point, I mean, there are some recent techniques and this is like uh, some machine learning techniques that we are now using to have the same results in terms of localization or phone motion. It's more about phone motion that we would get with this AR core library or with ARKit library from Apple, um, that we can get that without using the camera. And we are very, very happy to have that because we know, I mean, I, I know about what you're just saying. It's 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 about convenience, keeping the phone in the pocket. It is about also security and, and, and making sure that your valuables are not stolen. So we, we now have already a prototype version that is not integrated in the app yet, but I hope that we can do that really soon. 
and we have something working already right now in like our internal version. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we can be fast with that. Oh, that'd be good because the other thing is I don't even want my phone on a lanyard. I've had I've had heavy-ish things on a lanyard before, and they just keep bashing you in the body all the time. That's not very nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I I agree with you. It's it's more it's in a way I would tend to feel that what we have done so far is a prototype. Yeah. To, that we can that we can really see. Well, this is useful. When this works well, it's really nice. We have we have been testing with a lot of people and doing like more formal testing, more informal testing, and we see when it works well, it well it's really really nice. And but we know about this. This is a heavy usability issue, and we knew that at some point we had to find another solution. And I'm happy that now we found a way to do that. So yeah. If it's using the camera at the moment, what happens at night time? It's not too good. <laughs> ah. At nighttime, so that's it's a, not. That's another reason you want to change not, the technology. Yeah, of course, of course. It's not. I have to say, it's not that bad, but it becomes much more unstable, definitely. Mm. Yeah, because you'd have certainly on my walk home, for example. I mean, I wouldn't need it because I know how to walk home. I've lived here eight years, but um, on my walk home, just as an example, there are street lights, and then there are gaps in between them. So that might be a bit confusing to such software because it would be brighter and then it wouldn't be and then yeah. <laughs> sure thing. Yes, it's it's uh it's not it's not we we use several things with the camera but for the for this relative motion so what we do with these libraries from Google or Apple is to really measure the relative motion. We also use GPS and we we actually then combine the two um for the re the relative motion still works at night but it is really more unreliable. So what you would experience are jumps and sudden jumps. And so this would make the experience a little bit more confusing or sometimes quite more confusing. So it's not like very good at night. I would not say it's it's good to use it at night. So what happens, uh, what, what, what made you want to make this program? Because it sounds like, especially when you've got the pocket mode, as I'm going to call it, I don't know what you'll call it, when you've got it so that it doesn't have to use the camera it sounds like it's going to be a really amazing app so what what gave you an idea to create this i hope you're right I, uh, it's nice to hear you say it's going to be an amazing app we hope so too um uh, actually um it it's it's really it was really a technology finds problem thing um i was working uh, i worked with augmented reality uh, visual augmented reality since 2006. I, I started the PhD in medical, uh, in the medical field. So I was doing visualization of catheters inside the body for minimally invasive cardiac surgery. So cardiac surgery where you don't open the chest. And we were using this augmented reality to help surgeons place a catheter inside the the, the patient and, and see that catheter at all times. And back then I fell in love with how you can use this digital content connected with the real world uh, object or person to help you do a task that's very complex to help it to help you do that in a very easy way. We saw how something that was really extremely complex and needed a lot of training could be done by people that had no training. I mean we did not test on people, but when we test in our in our in, in our mock-ups, we had like real awards, you could have really people placing these catheters in a very, very easy way, which was amazing. And the other the other thing that 
that that that uh, made this happen was that I'm a big audio fan. I'm like a big music lover. I listen to music uh, since I'm a very 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 small kid. Then I had a home studio and I and, and I like sound design. I did sound design for for photography for short films and so on. And at some point, I thought, oh, why not? I would really like to work on the combination of both augmented reality and and, and audio. And the first thing that came to mind as a use case would be navigation, uh, because it is it is a challenge not only for blind people. Of course, for blind people is much more of a challenge. Um, but then this also, when I thought about navigation and making it easier, the the, the blind and visually impaired was the the group which I felt was the group that could benefit the most right from the beginning. So then I started like talking to a lot of people, meeting a lot of blind people, asking people what are the real problems just to understand and, and it developed like that. Thank you so much for that explanation because, you know, I had sent an email on our group because I was a little bit concerned about that camera use and all of that because, you know, what that also does is that it will drain one's battery real quick, right? If I have to keep my camera on and all of that. But I'm glad, though, that you are working on this and, and I'm looking forward to when this becomes uh, something that's available to all. Now, talking about availability, there are certain people on our email group, especially, I think we got someone from Bulgaria that uh, wave out it's not available in. Uh, are you guys thinking about expanding, you know, or are there problems uh, with respect to expanding it to other countries? I mean, what countries are supported now at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we we did not when we launched the 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 app on the app stores. It's like both on the on on the Android and the iOS store. We did not put any country restrictions. Um, I I I was aware only for the first time that it didn't seem to be on 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 the Bulgarian shop. Actually, one of our Android developers is from Bulgaria, and we I we have to discuss. I have to discuss. Still couldn't discuss with him about this. Yeah, he lives he's here in Vienna. His own home country. <laughs> yeah, he's he is he, here though, but uh, but uh, he's he's from Bulgaria, um, and um, we. I know that there are a lot of glitches. I mean, I've been sitting sometimes with people and, and they were searching the app store with the exact search term wave out on the Play Store and the, the app didn't show up and I don't don't know why. So we are facing a bit of challenges in understanding uh, how people can find it or where it's really, really available or not. But yeah, well, the important thing is to know about this issue so we can go out and chase them. Um, in principle, there is no country restriction. And also from the technology side, it's not really dependent on data sets that are um, connected to a specific geography. We use OpenStreetMaps for our for our mapping uh, data. So that's so we have as much coverage as that has, which is basically the whole world. But we need to understand these issues better. So And feedback regarding it doesn't work here, can you tell me why, is always really good because we can go out and look for it. Wonderful. Do you ever use um, as part of your technology the 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 uh, the what three words system? Because I think that covers. Is that a worldwide thing now? Um, I I, I used it last year. Um, no, it might have been two years ago now. I got lost in the park, and all the sighted people suddenly seemed to have disappeared, and I had no one to ask directions. 
had to get the police to come and find me. That was an adventure. Um, I went home in a police car, which was hilarious. Um, but I used it to to tell them roughly where I was because um, in the park there weren't really roads as such. It was just like pathways. And I just wondered, do you would you ever use something like that or do you already in, in the app? We don't, we don't I know about it we don't use it but I, I actually I was in a in a in a in a conference in an event and met the guys from what three words because I would love to integrate it I think it's a really nice way to tell about your location in a very very simple way um and 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 they they do integrations with companies so for us it it would be a question of engineering to put it in it's a question of time and resources because we have so many things we wanted to integrate the app I was also talking with the guys from um um, be my eyes because you can also do integrations we would love to do that to have the, a be my eyes integration directly from the app so you can do uh, the, the long term idea would be that the app would integrate these things that are already out there that you can just connect and, and call everything up from one single app so definitely that would be in our roadmap at some point certainly for me I'd say that um what three words would be more useful in the short term in that Be My Eyes is very much dependent on whether there are volunteers available to speak to you at the time. Um, whereas what three words works independent of any people, if you see what I mean. Like, obviously, not. I don't mean you wouldn't have to do work to make it work in the app. Of course you would. But I wouldn't have to phone somebody else who could then see me on a video call and they wouldn't have to be available for for what three words to work so certainly for me as a user something like that would be much more attractive because i i sometimes have found that you can wait for over a minute for a volunteer to answer or you can end up that they don't answer at all and it says try later or something it's not as reliable just because it's it's because it's volunteer run. Um, well, no, maybe not run right, but because the people answering your queries are volunteers, it really very much depends on whether they're available, whether they answer or not. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I I understand what you say and I agree with you. So if we were to prioritize one or the other, both are a matter of like putting some engineering uh, time in, into integration. But what three words would be it, it 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 what you're saying it would be more useful just because it would be more reliable or it would just work out of the box without the need for the volunteer. And we know this, we know one of our team members is volunteer and we know uh, quite a bit about to be my eyes. And but of course you're you're dependent on whether there 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 are people available or not. Yeah, we we would love to put the what three words, and that's why we went out and talked to them. It's it's again, it's a matter of making it we we are now putting all the efforts that we can on the on the pocket thing because we we really give priority to that so yeah and it's always we have a million ideas and a million things we would love to do and then the reality is always that everything takes time and uh we have to be patient it's 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 uh, it's difficult <laughs> i just thought that might help with the pocket thing because i think the what three words squares are only a few meters each so I just thought maybe that they might help each other as well, if you see what I'm saying. I don't know, though. I'm not an engineer, but it was just a thought I had because I know that when I've mucked about with the What Three Words app, 
if I'm walking along, the words keep changing all the time. Yeah. So, um, and that's with the phone in my pocket. So <laughs> it was just a thought I had that, oh, well, would those work together nicely and make the pocket thing work even better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for localization wouldn't wouldn't be because we 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 are talking about I, I don't know which technology they use. I know that their squares are pretty pretty narrow, but normally there are not a lot of people around that have uh, three meter precision. Normally, most apps use GPS and GPS. If you're if you're in a, in out in the open in a park, definitely you can get three meters or even less uh, nowadays. But if you're in the city. It's it's very hard to get a meter. I mean, that's what we get sometimes: a meter accuracy, something between three meters and one meter, and it's very hard to do that with GPS only. I know so, what you mean, especially when there are high buildings. Yeah, and then exactly. you get the information, and it doesn't change, and then suddenly it'll change. Yeah, because you're not in the shadow of that building anymore, or something. Because some exactly. of the buildings, especially in the set. It's not so bad around here where I live, but in the centre of London where there's all these skyscrapers and things, it's, yeah, you, you have to, basically, I think knowing that, um, and it's one of the things that some of the navigation apps don't tell people always, but knowing that, okay, this might be a bit rubbish because you're in a, in the middle of a load of buildings. Yes. Um, part of using an app like that well is knowing those things. And I mean, I've I've found that yes, they they can get you near to a shop, but three or four or five even doorways, you you need to you need to still use quite often ask somebody, oh, is this the stationary shop or whatever? Because it's it's never that exact, is it? It's never that. Um, and loads of people go, oh, I don't know, and you, it's very frustrating because you sort of think, <laughs> yeah. blimey, you've got eyes that work. Could you just look? You know. Uh, but they've usually gone by then. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really it's interesting. This is one of my findings. Uh, it's interesting because people don't realize how imprecise GPS can be. And whenever we say, "Oh, we make it much more precise," because this is this is this is exactly our core one or a big part of our core work to make sure that even when GPS is not precise, that we use other techniques and computer vision and now something which is not computer vision to try to estimate your location to a much more uh, precise uh, degree. And But sometimes you talk to people and say, oh, no, but GPS is already one meter. So no way, no way. It's, it's not, not, especially in the city, as you say. London is especially bad sometimes in the center. The, the times I've been and I was always trying and experimenting, it's like sometimes really off because of these high buildings and the reflections. So, but there's somehow general uh, unawareness of how imprecise it can be. And then it's like you say, if you have eyes and you can, you can just, you just look around and you find the shop because even if you're, you're within five or 10 meters or five doors away, you can search and it's easy. But if you, but if you are blind, you can't, it's very hard. You, you have to ask. And, and yeah, that's, that's exactly many times in, in observations that we have done. So we have done, we have been with a lot of people just, as I said at the beginning, to try to really understand where are the actual challenges? And one of the things that you see is this this last mile, or not even mile, this last few meters, 
can be a huge problem. And 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 in in many apps, sometimes you're even across the street. But if you can't see which numbers are on that side, you don't know if you're across the street. So, and this can take a lot of time in the end, right? So that's 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 one of the things that we see where the value could come if you can really make sure that you're entering. We don't have this yet, but make sure that you're entering. Uh, this to the street, which is just your destination, that you're going already on the right along the right sidewalk, the correct sidewalk uh, side, and that you're really taken to 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 the door that you need as as close as possible. I am very happy to inform that the app works in India on the Play Store. I just checked, but so I have two questions: Is the app a paid app, and how is the indoor navigation going to work? Do people have to add? some hardware to the building or what is the plan of window navigation so the app is free now and this is something that we are still figuring out we initially had a, a thought of a freemium model what we are doing as company right now is uh going business to business meaning we are licensing our, our positioning technology and our spatial audit technology and even the components because we designed the user interface to be also accessible so the idea is to license this to other companies that develop their own apps if they want to make them accessible if they want to make uh, audio navigation for some other reason and get our main revenue stream from there and we don't have a definite plan yet for if and when the app will be paid so for that time being it's for free so please just use it uh, and and uh, we, we are really happy to get as much as feedback as possible. Um, and for the indoor navigation, we, we what we do, what we only have prototypes. We don't have a product or something that you can say this is a product, but we don't use beacons. We do all indoor navigation only with computer vision. There the phone really needs to be out. If the phone would be in the... Well, this, this is not completely true what I was going to say, but as it works now, it works really well if you have your phone really out on your hands or on the lanyard. You can get a really nice positioning within the building. What we need to do is to map out the building. But nowadays, mapping out, making a 3D map of a building can be done sometimes in a matter of hours. It depends. Then you have some post-processing and so on. But what we do is mapping a building and then... Um, using only those image, uh, those visual data to, to guide you, to calculate your position and then to guide you. But we don't have a product. It's all just demos right now. Something that I would have found useful, most of the time it's not a problem in London where I live now, but where I used to live, there were no announcements on the buses so has anyone ever suggested to you yet about having a way of, you know, knowing when you're getting near your bus stop um, so that you can get off the bus in the right place? Um, because in London, most buses have announcements, but sometimes they don't work. And in, uh, in many places, especially more rural places, there's no announcements at all. Um, and if the driver doesn't remember to tell you, you can end up somewhere you don't want to be. I wonder if that's a use case that you've considered or that anyone else wanted. We, we definitely considered it. And we even had back in, back in 2020 when we were uh, 
we we were in an incubator actually which was related with uh, with uh, public transportation and we even implemented it in in the app what happened was we used so to get the public transportation information we used a service that ended up not being too reliable so we just uh, turned it off it's 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 there but it's turned off just because it worked well in Vienna, but it was not working well in other places. And then it was really a bit confusing. But the way how it worked was exactly like what, what you said. It would You would calculate the route from wherever you want, who are to wherever you want, want to be. You'd get the pedestrian route with the audio navigation to the bus stop or the tram stop. And then you would jump on the tram. The mode would change to, I'm in the tram, but you'd get an announcement uh, soon after you had to leave because this is this is something that a lot of users talk, talked about that they would like to have in Vienna you also have announcements but in many places you don't and that this that this would be very useful and we had it in but it's 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 it, we stopped it because we did not have the resources to go and look for another service and make it reliable and so on i think we we would need to grow a lot now as a company to implement all those things on top uh that are very useful but we need quite some engineering effort to make them. Uh, okay, yeah, because there are so many bus stops and railway stations and things, um, I suppose, around the world that it would take a long time, wouldn't it? To because um, it's not so much the timetable necessarily as the actual just are we there yet kind of thing, you know, when you're exactly. actually on the bus, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah sounds exactly. like sounds like kids, isn't it? Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a simple thing. Again, it's a simple thing, but it's really important, right? You, mm. you, you really want to. I mean, it's it's really important if you don't have that announcement and if the bus driver doesn't remember you, you yeah. really want to know when when to get out. Otherwise, you 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 you're going to be lost. Even one stop can make the difference, right? If oh, you yeah. don't know, if you don't know the area, it will make a big difference. So. Absolutely. Or if someone was going to meet you at a particular stop right and you got off in the wrong one that oh yeah. dear yeah it's a nightmare so is there going to be some work on that again in the future i mean i guess 2020 wasn't a good time to be doing that either no because it was everyone terrible. suddenly went actually we're not going on buses at the moment it was a terrible time it was a terrible time i still remember those days <laughs> it was a crazy year yes we we did implement that prototype and we tested it throughout 2021 I don't remember exactly when we discontinued it, but yeah, I mean, this was, we were, I think we were accepted in that incubator in February and then in March, everything locked down here and everywhere. So yeah, no one was in the street or taking transports, no. Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, I this is something I would definitely like us to have. It it It's really gonna depend on, on how we as a company can grow. So, we the the what we would love to do is to go on and pursue this business to business model and grow uh in sales there and at the same time growing in sales to other companies can also mean that any other app could integrate this technology it does not have to be our app it can be an app made for blind people too that integrates this technology there are several apps out there that that are made for blind people but only use gps so they could benefit from better positioning better uh, audio feedback on the way how you give directions and what we would love to do is to give out this inf this these capabilities and these features as part of the platform or even 
make our own app grow in that direction. So definitely, but it's really dependent on how the startup can grow. So we are now in a phase of fundraising. So we are we are ending uh, a, a financing phase and ending the, the, the we met our objectives that we that we needed to meet for this for this phase. But now we need more funds to 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 make the next objectives and, and keep growing. And that's that's really dependent on how successful we are with that and how we can grow the team and and, and allocate uh, a couple of people to work on those features. But that's the plan. We would definitely like to 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 start adding all those information layers. Back in the day, we also were playing a little bit about giving out information about which buses are now in front of you and things like that, which could also be uh, some could also be something very interesting. But it's it's all a matter of like at every point in time we need to select to work on the things that are more pressing and and we really need the startup game is a game of cho- make, making sure you you really can prioritize and which things are easier to to do more quickly as well i suppose also that's true i mean this is sometimes you say well this this has a low cost in terms of of, of time so we put we put it in uh yeah but I have to say that the one that we choose now, the, the main thing now is really the phone in the pocket. It's the main, main thing because we that's see it good. very strongly. That's, yeah. that's that's where we put all our effort. Um, and uh, the, that one is not easy. But I think, and I mean, you you you, you also said it, and, and in a way it's fairly obvious, this, is, this is, can be a game changer, and I hope it will be. Will, it, will the app tell me what street I'm on? Because I like to know that. I don't just want to say to this app, okay, give me directions to X place. I want to know what's what's around on the way there, maybe. Um, because that can sometimes be reassuring to me that if someone's given me directions and it tells me I'm in such a street, I'll go, oh, good, I'm still on the right track with the directions the person gave me as well. So will my phone read that out to me? Will it tell sure me thing. what street I'm on? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Sure thing. You have a small you have a small button that you can use to 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 know where are you now. There's a yeah. small button on the on the top of the app, and you also have a, a, a tab in the bottom, so you can reach everything with voiceover, of course. So you can like go with your finger and go and go there. You have a tab. Uh, there, there's a a, um, a tab called around me. And around me will list a couple of places that are around you, uh, bakeries, uh, coffee shops, or whatever points of and interest. And will that change at, as I walk walk forward? Yeah. Will those change? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And can I favorite places that I want yeah. to go yeah. back to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. You can, you can you can save places. So each of those that are, for instance, in in the around me, you can save. But you can also, if you type an address that you know you're going to have to go to. Let's say you have a new doctor and you're going to have to go there a couple of times and you won't know the way for the first, I don't know, 10 times, more times. I don't know. Depends. You you can definitely just save it and it, it stays on your save list. You can save routes too. You can oh, also brilliant. save brilliant. So yeah. I wouldn't have to start that all over again. I can just get no. it from last time. Oh, how fantastic. Exactly. So if you that save a route. amazing app. Wow. I'm excited about this. When you when you get <laughs> the pocket nice. mode, I'm going to try it. I'll it is you know. an interesting app, and frankly, I'm thankful for it. And looking forward to that pocket mode because I think 
for a lot of people, that would be the deterrent for not being able to have it in a pocket like Fee had indicated earlier. You know, you have your cane in the hand and all of that. And it just, that was my main complaint about it. <laughs> uh, and I also want to talk about the integration of the Be My Eyes. I think it's a good thing to have that just in the event that someone needs some real eyes there for something, I think it comes in handy and it kind of um, helps one from having to uh, install an app for Be My Eyes. So I think it's a good idea to have that also integrated in there. Yeah, yeah, cool to hear that. Cool to hear that. You know, when when we when we started, one of the things that we felt by when we were talking to everyone is that people tend to use a lot of apps. And that makes sense because there are many apps out there and each has a special focus. And of course, we can't create an app that does everything. But we saw how it was for many people a burden to keep changing app to do this, to know what's around you. You can, I don't know, you can use Blind Square, for instance, and you can then change to be my eyes if you really need a set of eyes to help you. And then you go to your navigation and so on. And what we felt we would like to be able to do is something that could be a more holistic uh, uh, app that could help you centralize everything. And we were not going to re-implement Be My Eyes, but uh, they do have a way to integrate, which which would be really, really cool. And that's that's something we would love to do. So it's also nice to hear that. Yeah. I love the way you've got so many ideas and, and that you're so open to integrating things. Because sometimes with some apps, it's like, well, we've got this, this, and this. If you don't like it, don't get our apps off. They don't don't actually say that, but it feels a bit like that sometimes. <laughs> Whereas talking to you, you've got so many ideas and things you want to do and so much enthusiasm and it's it's wonderful. It's brilliant. It's cool to hear that. Cool to hear that. I mean, for me, to be very honest, I I, I I'm I, you know my, I'm from a tech background and when it's from a tech background you like to build things and so on. I don't I don't code much these days or all close to nothing. But for me when when I when I talking to people like you and talking to all the other people I've, I've, I've talked to, this is, I mean, you are the drivers of the whole thing. You are the ones that can tell us what you need, not us. We can have good ideas. We can have bad ideas. But I think for me, I feel it's extremely important to, to listen and, and to do it together with you. We won't be able to implement everything. And, and normally there will be always a limit where a limit of customization and a limit of things you can you can you can put into an app where you're probably going to make it too generalistic but i think it's of extreme importance to just have these conversations and to 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 really listen and 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 to really think about okay if people say they don't like this then we shouldn't do it and the other way around of course i love that you're so into sound as well because there are a lot of sighted people who just aren't. They're not that bothered because they're so busy looking. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of awesome that you've gone, do you know what? I'll do something and I'll work with blind people. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to do something that hopefully can really help people. It's a big driver for me and for all the team, for all our team. It's one of the things that really gives us motivation. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Oh, here you go. Thank you so much for stopping by. And you know what? Let's have another date. Um, 
if you get this pocket thing going, would you be able to come back and talk with us once we have that in? Because I think that's going to be the most exciting part of the app, to being able to put it in the pocket. So if you get that down to where it becomes available, would you be willing to come back to, you know, BAU Blind Android Users podcast again and let's talk about what has changed and we will celebrate with you because that's a milestone would you be willing to come back and talk about that sure thing sure thing i will let you know as soon as it's ready and then you can try it and i would i would be glad to come and talk about it again yes definitely wonderful and also it would be great if you are able to come here for our 100th uh, anniversary um, on that November 5th, because I'm sure there will be other users that would have some questions for you. So if you're able to, it's going to be the same time, you know, even though we're going to be having these time changes, but it's still going to be 9 a.m. Pacific on November 5th. So if you're able to come to that party, to our Centurion celebration, I think that would be wonderful. I'll try to do that. I'll try to do that. Would be great. Wonderful. And thank you so much for joining us today. And we're looking forward to seeing you at the party and then also when that pocket mode becomes available. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me. It was really cool. Let's now move on to our next segment. And this time, our friend, the red-headed stranger, a.k.a. Miriam Mosen, brings us the CSR entry and the confused screen reader. Miriam? Commentary screen reader, or the Chinese screen reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader, and how to get the best out of it. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. This episode is uh, going to be uploaded on our YouTube channels uh, for our subscribers early. Um, I'm recording this on October 16th, 2022, which is a Sunday. So any uh, of our YouTube subscribers would be able to see it and uh, listen to it before um, the... Uh, podcast however people who listen to the podcast on any of our um, like a regular podcast on any of our podcasters will be able to listen to this on saturday october 22nd 2022 so it's a privilege or a uh, extra content um early upload for our youtube subscribers if you would like to um listen to extra content and see uh, the things that we do the exclusive stuff for our listeners you can subscribe to our youtube channels blind android users um, podcast on youtube 
The link is always in the show notes um, under every podcast episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking mainly about Key Echo because I know it's been a long anticipated feature that people have been asking for that I'm pretty sure most people are going to be happy about. We're also going to talk about Shake, um, the Shake feature, which is basically you can shake your phone for the screen reader to do a certain feature that you want or to enable a certain functionality that you can assign yourself. We are also going to talk about some other random settings that came out in the update that got released to the public, public version on October 15th slash 16th, 2022. And what are the improvements and the bug fixes? First of all, let me say that since uh, our last update uh, on uh, like the, the episode that we talked about, I think the episode before... Um, the last one when we covered the uh, new update and what it does and uh, what are the differences i have to say that um the response problem has been solved so basically now there's no longer any selectionist with the app whatsoever in fact i actually have tried myself and, and gotten back to the other version just to make sure that it's no longer um you know that it no longer has this uh problem anymore which uh it, it it's not sluggish or laggy in any way possible which is awesome all right let's get into uh um you know what we're covering today first of all um we're going to see what is key echo and what is the differences and uh, how you can enable this feature or get rid of it so most people have been talking about the fact that csr actually announces every single um, character that you type on the keyboard which for some people is not really um, preferable and it also announces the whole word uh, while typing it and we'll see um, what I mean when we get to work so we're going to open CSR settings as always main menu voice assistant extension program settings plus reading settings and here we need to go to advanced settings advanced settings advanced menu customization advanced settings under advanced settings we're going to find a new um menu that's been added what our management input method handling settings it's called input method handling settings input method handling input method handling settings Use gestures to switch candidates while typing check. Box on checked controls whether shortcut swipes switch between candidates while typing. This option is supported by the Eiffel input method, Google Pinion input method, and Google's Huion input method. Right. This um, functionality we've actually talked about before. Um, and um, it is, it's been moved. It was earlier included in the character explanation settings. Disable browse by touch while I'm is active. Check box on checked. So disable browse by touch while I am is active. I am, by the way, stands for input method. So some people love to like type quickly, right? They don't like um, dragging the finger on the screen and then lifting the finger to type. They basically just love when touching the screen, the, the, the character gets typed. Same as sighted people. So basically, what they used to do, that was like before before this update got installed, uh, got released, they used to, every time they get into an, a text box or an edit field or whatever, they used to disable, uh, they used to enable disable, disabled by touch. Use, disable browse by touch while I'm Disabled active. browse by touch, right? 
But here, um, if you actually turn on this setting right now after this amazing update, once you get into an input method, edit field, or a text box, the, the screen reader would um, disable browse by touch right away automatically. And once you get out of it, it's going to um, things are going to go back to normal where you can use um, browse by touch. So I have to say that also once you touch the back and home recent button, um, the disable the the uh, browse by touch is going to be enabled back on again. I think this option is awesome, especially for people who love to type that way. So I'm glad we have it right now. Then double tap commits input checkbox unchecked only Samsung keyboard is supported. Double tap commits input. Dis double tap commits input checkbox unchecked only Samsung keyboard is supported. Right. So double tap commits input. This is actually a feature for only Samsung keyboard users. I know people who use Samsung keyboard have been uh, wanting this and asking for this feature. So there you go. Here it is. I'm really happy you got it. Because in the Samsung keyboard, you could never use a, uh, like a double tap. It used to be that way, but right now it's not. So if you enable this, um, it, you can use uh, Samsung keyboard with double tap. Granted, TalkBack has actually um, some you know, functionality for typing. You can either use it like only one tap or a double tap. And the Google keyboard itself and its settings has actually those functionalities as well. You can, uh, you can assign them yourself. Read on keys while typing checkbox checked. Read input method keys while typing. Again, IM stands for input method. So what we're going to do right now for you to see the difference is we're going to open a Google Keep blank note and we're going to try both uh, settings when they're on and when they're off. But first, let me tell you what they do. So read on keys while typing checkbox check. Read IM keys while typing. That means it's going to read every single letter or character, I should say, while you're dragging your finger on the screen if this is how you type. Read capital letters while typing checkbox check. Read capital letters. It's going to identify capital letters for you. I think this is pretty useful. Uh, it's pretty much the same as JAWS and NVDA, by the way. NVDA says like cap C, cap D, cap F, whatever. CSR also does the same thing. Read on candidates checkbox checked. Read input method candidates or IM candidates. That means w when you're using CSR formerly, um, it used to read the word while you're typing it. So for, for for instance, you were typing hello. So it would say, once you type H, it would say H, E, say he, then L, hell, another L, L. And then it would say hello, which is, I think, was annoying to some people. Personally, I don't like it, to be honest. It makes me so <laughs> disturbed. I kind of got used to it because there was no solution. But right now, we have the solution for it. So first of all, we'll open um, a Google Keep blank note. Keep notes. Keep notes. New text note button. Hit um, the new text note button. Note showing English. US. Qwerty. Then it's now everything is actually checked. So I didn't change anything. It's as if you were using CSR uh, before the update. Let's start to type hello. H capital. Capital H. H. It said H, right? And it actually announced the capital like we said. Now, now let's type E. E. It said he, right? So it's it's pretty much it's actually reading the word as I type it. L L hell. Another L L hell. O O hello. Hello. So 
We want to disable this one. Go back to pro the Gshow settings. Input method handler. Read on candidates. Let me do a recap how you can find the settings. Go to program settings, advanced settings, and under advanced settings, you're going to find input method handling settings. That's a new menu that you won't find it's a new dialogue that you won't be able to find unless you update to the latest version that's been released on october 15th slash 16th 2022 right what we want to disable here we want to disable read on read capital letters while read on candidates read, read on keys while typing check read, read on candidates checkbox checked read i am candidates or read input method candidates disable that one checkbox unchecked and here it is. Let's go back and see. Checkbox checked. Checkbox reasons button. One year. Keep notes. Google Keep. WhatsApp nine. Keep notes. Advanced options. Keep notes. Keep type hello text box. Editing. And let's try to type hello again. Function net function clear. Clear the edit box. Cleared. It's clear. No text box. Nothing's Editing. written here. Let's try to type it again. H. H capital capital H. E E. As you can tell, it's not saying anything. O L L L L. Oh, oh. It's not saying anything unless space space hello. The space bar, it said hello. This is basically how talkback works too, I think. Alright, let's see the key echo feature. Title text hello text box. Method handling settings. Read on candidates checkbox on check. We leave the input uh, method I am candidates. We leave it um, off. I don't, I'm not going to turn it back on again. Now we need to find read on keys while typing checkbox check. Read I am keys while typing. We're going to disable going to disable that one. Un checkbox unchecked. Right. Let's go back. Keep notes. Keep the title. Hello text box. Editing. Going to clear the edit box again. Function net. Function clear. Cleared. Title. No text box. Nothing Editing. is written, right? Let's try to type, for instance, my name, Miriam. As you can tell, I'm dragging my finger on the screen. Haven't typed anything yet. I'm dragging it. Dragging it. Dragging it. Delete. It's not saying anything. Except for. Delete. The delete button. Space. The space. Delete period. And the full stop. Period. Keyboard. The simple keyboard. Next language. Comma. And the comma. Delete. Other than that, it doesn't say anything. Let's try to type, for instance, Miriam, as I said. Capital M. M. A. It doesn't announce the character unless you lift your finger off of the screen. R. I. I'm because I like I know the keyboard so that's why I'm literally like I am I'm totally blind so I can't see the keyboard but uh, <laughs> I know like where every every letter is so that's why I'm I'm typing it properly A A M M so it's typed Miriam text box editing Miriam so that's basically how it works and then you can hit the space button space space Miriam and that is that's it i think that's an amazing feature it won't really like bother you won't be really chatty um i know csr can be a little bit chatty but this way you can actually decrease the amount of content or information the app provides there are a couple stuff that i need to to touch on as well Reasons let's button. go back one input method double tap commits input check the input method settings we have after read on keys while typing checkbox unchecked. All right, we've covered that one. Read capital letters while typing checkbox checked. Read on candidates checkbox unchecked. Right then we have read the contents of text box upon change checkbox checked. Read the content of text box upon 
change. I don't really understand that that feature as much because basically, um, once you do any change, it's, it'll read it for you. I don't know like what they mean by read it upon change. Um, it, it's not really clear. I, it might be like a mistranslated item that has been the case in some other features. So it could be um, the case here as well. Also, read most recent input after pressing the space bar checkbox check. Read most recent input after pressing the space bar. Remember when we said that What's once 19, you messages from hit the space bar, it'll read the word for you, the, the word that you've written or you've typed. If you don't want that, um, you can definitely disable it here. Just uncheck this checkbox. Un checkbox unchecked. Again, it is... Read, read most recent input after pressing the spacebar checkbox unchecked. Uncheck it, and uh, that way it won't announce anything else. Check, checkbox checked. Read password as plain text. Checkbox checked. Read password as plain text. What does that mean? Remember, uh, TalkBack used to have this thing where it won't read any passwords. Like... It still does, by the way. If you are on any website and you didn't check the show password checkbox, um, it will just read it as bullet bullets, like bullet, bullet, bullet. It will just read it, you know, as like periods or whatever. So if you want that, you don't want CSR to read any any password information. That's basically input method handling settings. What you can do. However, um, I think the feature that we really need to be uh, included in the app is um, the. Um, like password um settings where in talkback they have this if you have headphones on or um, a wireless uh, earbuds or anything like that talkback will read passwords for you because obviously you're, you're wearing your earbuds so it's not really a problem while if you have talkback coming out of your speaker it won't do that it will just n not read anything whether you're typing it or whether you were um, like in an edit box or something. I think we need to have this feature pretty soon in the app and uh, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic and I know for a fact that um, the uh, developer would definitely include that pretty soon. Um, so now we're going to go real quick over uh, what is the shaking feature and how you can use it. We've have gone through uh, similar things before, so it's it's not going to take too long. We need to go back first, back button, operation settings. and we need operation settings. to go to operation settings. Operation parts game settings. So we're looking for other settings. Multi-part fingerprint read other settings. Yes. Other settings. Other settings. Shake action settings. No command. So the the shake action settings. Um, is, is basically was just shake your phone and it's going to do something for you. You can go here. Shake action settings. Shake out. No command checked. It's it's set on no command, so it doesn't do anything. Plugins unchecked. You can pick a plugin to turn to be turned on. Custom voice commands unchecked. A custom voice command. Tools unchecked. A tool. Application unchecked. An application. If you want the shake to open an application, the shake action. Remember um, the last episode. If you've listened to that one, we've talked about a gesture that opens an app. So it's pretty much the same dialogue that you get if you want to sign a gesture it's also in the sh the shake action as well you can open an app select navigation element unchecked uh, a navigation element previous element type unchecked previous element type next element type unchecked previous element of the specific next element of the specific automatic translation unchecked automatic translation recognize subtitles on monitor the currently focused element focus monitor manager on quick clicking mode unchecked previous focusable on quick clicking monitor the currently focused element unchecked for instance pick the monitoring feature other settings and go back. Back button. Operation settings. Tell us. Says button. done. G tool plus. And I'm going to shake my phone. Let's notification reading settings. Focus on the notification reading settings, for instance, and shake the phone. 
started monitoring right it worked um i don't know why it took a while for it to work that's actually kind of weird let's try it again stop monitoring okay you need to shake it a little bit um hard for it to work however i think you can adjust that by we'll go back to uh the um operation settings operation settings operate heart scheme set clicking act multi fingerprint read other settings data other set other set other set shake action settings monitor the currently focused element and after that you have shake sensitivity 20 shake sensitivity it's set to 20 shake sensitivity 20 checked 19 unchecked you can uh, decrease that 18 7 15 14 unchecked let's for instance 13, 12, 11 unchecked 10 unchecked make it um 10 other settings and back button operation settings let's try that again Started monitoring. Okay. So let's let's try it again. Stop monitoring. Okay. So of course it's it's much much quicker. Um, but because it can't really identify whether you know the phone is you're moving your phone in your hands or you're shaking it. So that's why it takes <laughs> takes you know more time to work. However, you can always. Um, set the uh, shake sensitivity to one or zero whatever um let's see what, what, what is the lowest other actually. settings others others shake sensitivity 10 shakes and shakes 10 checked no eight six four on check three on two on check one on check zero on check shakes and zero on check zero actually other settings shake action so, settings monitor the currently focused element let's try it <laughs> back button operation settings started monitoring as you can tell like i'm, I'm moving shake sensitivity it's stop monitoring it's like I'm just moving it and it's working. Navigate up um, so started monitoring. It's literally like pretty sensitive. Like oh my god, as you can tell. Stop monitoring. It's literally <laughs> right. Um, Operation just started monitoring. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. We also have another setting. It's called allow answering an incoming call with a shake checkbox unchecked. Allow answering an incoming call with a shake. The shake functionality, of course. Uh, we used to have an app, I can't remember what it was called um, before, where you can shake your phone to answer a call. And uh, it was such a cool cool app back then, people used to love it. So we have this, um, you know, th this feature if you want to use it. I think it's, it's awesome in, in one way or the other. So, of course, you can uh, always use that uh, feature if you want to. Now, um, I'm going to go over uh, something new in the notification settings. I'm always kind of intrigued by the notification settings and the new things that uh, the developer, um, you know, improves in, in that particular area. So we'll go back. Notification reading course, settings. This is what we're looking for. Notification, navigate, notification, automatically read notifications from the notification bar. So here, this item, it used to be a checkbox. DMC. But now, obviously, it's no longer a checkbox. It's a dialogue. So let's click on it. Automatically read, not automatically read notifications from the notification bar. Don't read notifications unchecked. Don't read notifications. You don't want any notifications to be read. Only while screen unlocked unchecked. Only while screen locked. Only while screen locked unchecked. Only while screen locked. Both when screen locked and unlocked checked. Both when screen locked and unlocked. Cancel button. Automatically read so notifications from the notification bar. if you remember, when you, we used to have like a setting called like read notifications when screen is locked. You check this box or uncheck it and you know, it, it's like how it works. But now it's more customizable. I feel like it's it's more reasonable and, and understandable to put to be put here in that dialogue where you can customize everything yourself. I really like it. It was uh, before a little bit of a mess. 
So I'm really glad, you know, because mo most people, like many people used to say that the app is really confusing and the notifications are all scattered around and you get lost in them. And I do understand because honestly, um, the way things are organized right now and the way they're being organized still even more is actually awesome because things used to be like in different places or scattered all around. You need to memorize everything else. So I definitely do understand people's worries uh, from like how... Um, you know how humongous the settings are and how like um the customization can be a little bit too much and over the top especially with the amount of settings that we have however it's definitely being improved so much more um i think we've we've come a long way um since you know the, the screen began it's been it's been like an awesome improvement and i'm, I'm definitely happy with that so that's uh, it for today. I hope uh, you liked this episode. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach me out at contact us at I hope you like this episode and we will definitely see you in a another episode of CSR's Basics. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Miriam, for that demonstration. And for those of you who like CSR, the uh, commentary screen reader, Miriam has been bringing us these commentaries now for a while. And so uh, the best place is to find those things on our playlist there on our YouTube channel, and you'll enjoy those uh, CSR entries. And now to close today's episode, we have the tip of the week. Hi, for the Blind Android Users Podcast, episode 98 tip of the week, I'll be demonstrating a couple items. Thus, we have two for the price of one. For today's demonstration, I am using my Pixel 7 Pro with Android 13 and TalkBack 13.0. For speech services or TTS engine, I'll be utilizing the Google Speech Services. The demonstration I'm talking about today is something called Hold for Me and Direct My Call. During the unveiling of the Pixel 7 family, Google took to the stage and talked a lot about the direct my call. This is one of those things that I'll be demonstrating today. Just in passing, I would like to mention here though that this service, especially the direct my call, is only available in the United States and only in the English language. The direct my call feature has trickled down to Pixel 3a or higher, provided that you have upgraded or updated your phone app. With that out of the way, let's now go into the phone app and see the things that I'm talking about. I'll now put my finger down and tap on the phone app. Phone. Here is the phone app, and I'll tap here to activate. Phone. Today. Heading. I am now in the main UI of the phone. 
The next thing we would like to do here is to tap on the more options found near the top right corner of the phone. I'll put my finger down and tap on more options. More options, button, out of list. Here is more options, and I'll tap here to activate. Pop-up window, call history, in list. Tapping on more options were placed on call history. Below that though is the item we're looking for, and that's the settings. I'll now move to settings. Settings. Let's go ahead and tap on settings. Settings, back, button, out of list. Upon tapping on settings, we heard back. Now below that is a heading called assistive. I'll put my finger down and proceed from here. Assistive heading. Here is the assistive heading. Now below that we've got hold for me. Hold for me. In other words, when you call some company or some business and they have that long wait period for you to get to someone to talk to live, then all you need to do is tap the hold for me and the assistant would hold for you. And once someone comes to the line, they will let you know that your call is now ready to be answered or someone is ready to answer your call. I'll tap here and show you what I'm talking about. Hold for me. Back. Button. Out of list. And put my finger down. Hold for me. See when your assistant can wait on hold for you. Switch off in list. And that by default is switched off. I'll move my finger down. Your assistant uses on-device technology to recognize when someone's ready to talk to you. The audio from the other end is temporarily recorded and saved to your device. Hold for me might not work with all languages in your area. Learn more about hold for me in supported languages. And that's it about the hold for me. Now let's go back to the previous screen and see our next item. And that would be the direct my call. Settings. Hold for me. Enlist. Now below the hold for me we've got... Spam and call screen. Spam and call screen. You can go in here to enable the spam detection so that callers who are calling you to spam you can automatically be denied. Next is the one we are looking after and this is the direct my call. Direct my call. Let's go ahead and tap here. Direct my call. Back. Button. Out of list. I'll put my finger down. Direct my call. Have assistant transcribe phone menu options live and read through the menu. Switch. Off. In list. And by default, this is also turned off. One would think that Google would actually enable this by default, but by default, it isn't. Let's hear some more info about Direct My Call. Your assistant uses technology on your phone to listen to the business so it can recognize and display a phone menu. It doesn't listen to your microphone, but the audio from the business is temporarily recorded and saved to your device. Machine transcription can't accurately show calls in languages other than English or when audio quality is poor due to network or other issues. How Direct My Call Works And that concludes the tip of the week for episode 98. And now, if you live within the United States and speak English, you can use the Direct My Call. And that's been Direct My Call. And thanks, folks. That will be it for today's episode. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. And most especially, don't forget about that Centurion celebration, a very important milestone. We're looking forward to seeing you guys during that celebration. From me, though, 
It's goodbye. But first, Austin, give folks a way to contact us. For people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. And that's it, folks. From me, it's goodbye. Have a nice week. Bye. I will be back in two weeks because I'm away next week. Bye, everyone. Have a nice Diwali and have a nice week. Later, guys. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.